When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. Welcome back to episode 36 of the Cow Corner podcast, and it's the big one. Once again, another year, another pre-season preview, another year of us chatting absolute <laughs> which will no doubt come back to haunt us and having the rest of the Shropshire League, well, I would say sledging us, but Andy doesn't play in the Shropshire League anymore, does he? But anyway, less about that. Tonight, as always, I am joined by... The man with the Birmingham League ton, Andy Harrison, and my good friend, Mr. Loyal, Joss Elliott. Unfortunately, guys, no guest tonight. A late dropout, unfortunately, but we are going to oh, make up for it. <laughs> but we Don't are name gonna... drop Joel. <laughs> I know he's a little shit. But we are going to make up for it, and we're going to have some little interviews throughout the podcast. Anyway, guys, so looking forward to a new season, changing rooms, showers, potentially, Positive you know. A back to normal season. We've been having pre-season. What's that about? I've completely forgot what one of those is. The irony is we've got going back to normal and probably the COVID rates the highest they've been ever in Shropshire. Yeah. They've, they've brought out now that you can just, just carry on through COVID. It's, uh, it's remarkable. Well, uh, what a big... With the, with the, um, the vaccine that way, yeah. not quite as severe as it was. Well, what a, what a big turnaround and let's get, get back to normal cricket and normality. It's... Uh, I mean, last season for me didn't feel much different to um, a normal season. There was the odd game. I think we had two called off. I think we had the most called off actually when last year uh, through COVID. I think it was two games. So, you know, it was still around. But now I, I can't see a problem. You shouldn't get called off now for, for COVID, which yeah. is fantastic, really. It's four weeks away. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's been it's been a strange one. I don't. I, I've, I've, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm actually looking forward. Well, not that I haven't looked forward to every other season, but it feels like I'm. I'm excited for kind of. It's. It kind of feels a bit nostalgic. I'm kind of thinking about what it used to be like to play cricket. You know, back in the day, before all the COVID restrictions with everything like that. Obviously, the ECB have brought out their new rules, which will be coming out in August in regards to you no know, saliva and batsmen, the the incoming batsmen will always be facing and all that stuff. Thoughts on that? It's an interesting one. Um, I don't think you you need saliva, particularly. I've always shined with my sweat, to be fair. I've always been a quite a sweaty bloke. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say uh, people like Shane Gwilt will be struggling because uh, he likes to get them all wervers and... Uh, you know, I was about to say, I was going to say, I've definitely seen some I've players seen, lick a ball. I've seen some interesting things in cricket before, and I, I, I never forget a couple of times Shano was talking about the old extra strong mints. You know, he said, Don't get the saliva on it, it's just, just the top of the mint, get it on there, it proper shines the ball up. Almost erotic. Um, yeah. <laughs> for those of you, obviously, it's a. You, you can't see these because obviously it's a podcast, no video, so you can't mm. really see what Andy was doing there with his hands. But um, I was playing with my balls. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a change and we've all learned a lot with personal hygiene. But something that's going forwards is we've got one o'clock starts, Joss, for the quote-unquote lower divisions, should we say. Yeah, um, I'm not that bothered what time I start, to be honest. Um I think it'll probably suit Ovalry better, although I'll bet most of the players will still turn up late because they always do. But um, I think the farming community generally struggle to um, struggle to make to make twelve o'clock. So um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it probably won't suit other people. It's been a bit of an interesting one. I'm not bothered. I'll just turn up when I have to and, and play. Yeah, I, I mean, I I was reading on Twitter. Um, Jamie Daly had put a tweet up because there were some people asking why they've gone to one o'clock starts and the mention was obviously rural teams struggling to get sides together and they said one of the main things outside of that was they thought that with the later starts it'll encourage teams to wait a little bit longer to get games on because they felt that a couple of the teams kind of abandoned games before it, a bit early they thought kind mm. of like, abandoned games a bit early when there was still a chance of getting the game on and they thought that you know later start a bit more kind of get everyone involved anyway and there is still the option if both captains agree to start the game earlier if you want to anyway mm-hmm. so if you are a club who does prefer the 12 o'clock start you can still ask for the 12 o'clock start but if you are Albury second point. eleven captain, <laughs> then then you will we spoke um, about it before Albury. Then I've uh, never you known. will be you will be very much rejecting it. But hey, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm a bit worried about the amount of weddings that are coming up this season, though. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we need um we need a wall of shame. Oh, yes. People get married during the season, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Let's it's, let's. It's get lovely it to get married in the summer, but. Get married on a fucking Friday. Oh, yeah. Get married on a Friday, on yeah. a Sunday, in the middle of the week, not a Saturday. Time, it takes out stag do as well. So it's not yeah. just one weekend, it's two weekends. You've got yeah. stag do, you've got a wedding. Wall of shame. Wall of shame. If you've got someone who's in your team who's getting married this season and he's costing your team players, points, Can you know, availability. <laughs> yes. 
Ed, Ed Roberts, I think, he, he went to me, I've got about 10 weddings and social engagements this yeah, season, but if so it, I can't it, play. And I was like, going, Ed, come on, mate. You want to be integral players here? If it's Newtown away, though, they get fucking extra points. <laughs> <laughs> Saves the travel. Oh, yeah. We always struggle to get Newtown away. Never know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. If you, if you know someone who is uh, so selfish to be getting married during the season on a Saturday, or if you play on a Sunday and they're getting married on a Sunday, do let us know, do get in contact. And in the next episode, in 2023, we'll name and shame and we'll get it on the podcast. But yeah, um, another thing that's come up, which has been quite uh, the talking point, has been the Aaron's 100 draw, which has come out. Um, the North and South groups and the Premier 100. In round one in the North group, Chirk first eleven will come up against the mighty ACC, Albury Cricket Club. Oh, local derby, isn't it? Local, local derby, derby, yeah. So <laughs> local he says derby. local derby. Any Welsh team versus a Welsh team, local derby for me. And Beaumere Heath will play Shelton first eleven In round two, Newtown first eleven versus Oswestry first eleven, Local derby. Um, Frankton first eleven versus Sentinel first eleven And... Shrewsbury second eleven will play the winners of Bomir versus Shelton, whereas Whitchurch first eleven awaits the winners of Chirk first eleven and Alberbury first eleven. In the South Group, Kunz first eleven play St George's first eleven, Maidley first eleven, Newport first eleven, Wellington first eleven versus Chelmarsh first eleven, and tie of the round. Werfield second eleven welcome Quat first eleven. In round two. <laughs> In round two, Bridge North second eleven have got a bye, and will play the winners of Kunz first eleven versus St George's first eleven. Shifnal second eleven will travel to the winners of Maidley versus Newport. Olscott Heath first eleven will travel to the winners of Wellington Chelmarsh, and Ludlow first eleven await the victors between Werfield second eleven and Quat first eleven. So, thoughts on that Premier One Hundred draw, guys? Any ties? That jump out at you. That that quad Wherefield tie is absolutely massive because I, I know for a fact um, it's been hard for quad the last few years. They've been a good side, <clears throat> but we have we have criticised them a couple of times and we have said that they're the the bridesmaids of the uh, of the league in the prem and we have said it a few times and it's not we're not we're not being harsh. We're not going over the top. They they really haven't fulfilled the potential they had. Um, they've got a very good side and I think playing against Weirfield 2s Weirfield would love to beat them mm. um, again this year for me it could, it could be Quatch year in the Prem it could be I think they've got the team they've got the side and it would be lovely for them to do it but you know Weirfield will put everything into that game it'll be, they will want to win tie, it, it will be a cracker yeah It'll be, and we'll, we've got some listener questions coming later, and I know quite a few questions are revolved around the uh, Premier yeah. 100 draw. And uh, Jossa? Um, I think I, I agree with anything. Quite worth it. It's going to be an absolute cracker. No, yeah. I think Bowman against Shelton could be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Shelton obviously survived Prem. Um, Bowman. Did one now, but I think they can still on their day. They can still give Shelton good games. I think that'll be a cracking. I think Shelton might have recruited quite well this year. I think right, they'll be. Okay. I think they'll be very, very bold or strong. I think. I think Boma though are a club that want to 
progress again. I mean, in the Burnley, league, so. they share the nets yeah. with us on our Friday nights, which yeah. we scored. They've got a very healthy turnout for their net. So, you know. mm. they've they've had one significant signing as well, which we'll bring up later in the transfer news. Anyway, moving ourselves on to the other part of the draw, the Aaron's hundred, which is other sides that aren't in the Prem and Div One. Ellesmere in the North Group round one face Acton Reynolds one of Joss's Oof, many former clubs one uh, of my two former clubs <laughs> one of my 50 Coton Hall <laughs> take on Calver Hall Iscoid and Fens Bank take on Harcourt and Andy Harrison's Wem second 11 will get a bye in Easy. round Easy two win. <laughs> they will face the winners of Coton Hall versus Calver Hall in the south group Roxeter first eleven welcome Brosley. Old Brighton first eleven welcome Column. Willie first eleven have got a bye. Interesting, given that Ian Slater was the one who was doing the uh, the draw there. That's quite. I'm not going to say anything, Ian, but a uh, bit dodgy on that one. Uh, when much Wenlock first eleven also get a bye. Uh, Willie going to play the winners of Old Brighton Column and Wenlock playing the winners of Roxeter Brosley. In the East group, Harper's first 11 versus Wheaton Aston. Trisel first 11 versus Lillishaw. Forton and Hodnett both getting buys there. Forton playing the winners of Harper's and Wheaton Aston. Hodnett playing the winners of Lillishaw and Trisel. In the West group, Ponsbury play. <laughs> Ponsbury will come up against Beacon in a clash of the ages. Oh. Hartshorn versus <laughs> Martindale. What a draw that if, is. If they turn up. <laughs> Anything like the podcast, they won't be fucking there. Montgomery versus Welshpool and Knocking and Lanny, the hipster's choice, getting a bye in the West group. Knocking first 11 will play Leonard Lois in round two with the winners of Ponsbury and Beacon facing the winners of Monty Welshpool. So... <sighs> That side of the draw, what jumps out at you, Josser? I'm going to go Ponsbury Beacon. To, <laughs> it's, it's almost a local derby, isn't it? Um, bit of, um, I'd say friendly rivalry between two clubs. Mm. Um, both now playing Div 2 cricket. Um, went down together last year. So, um, yeah, I'll be cracking pitch of that. Yeah, to be honest with you, mate, it's, that's mine. I'm not going to move from that. That's a, that's a cracking picture. I'm glad when we've got a buy, though, it saves someone getting a drumming, doesn't it, you know? He mm. does, does say he's a walk-up. <laughs> do, do you think that we'll, um, you know, see... Because, I mean, last year we did the 100 and it, it the 100 tournament had kind of started before we'd even seen the 100 on TV. Do you think there'll be more take-up and more kind of knowledge and more excitement around playing the 100 this year compared to last? Well, we had a, a fixture, Grasshoppers, against uh, Whitchurch, uh, a friendly... And we played it before it had uh, actually come into to um, any any tournaments and all that. So it was it was quite impressive. It was interesting. Actually, we, actually, scorer, didn't we? we did have a good score, Joss. Yeah, were you scoring? Were you? Oh, oh, fucking hell. Um, but no, we found it really easy. I mean, as captain as well, I found it really easy to control the game. It was quite simple. But I've got to say, the umpires. I did feel like they didn't quite know what had gone on and the scoreboards weren't up to um, scratch because it was very difficult to score the game because obviously normally on a scoreboard, take take Whitchurch away actually, for example, there's only six balls and over, isn't there? So it's uh, it's quite difficult. But 
I thought I think it's a success. I think it's moving the game on. Yeah, I, I and I agree with you. I think only perhaps at the higher levels. I think at the lower levels, people aren't quite as. I don't want to make this sound nasty. Not quite as committed, perhaps, to cricket. Mm-hmm. Um, I know last year, for example, I've really played sentinel. They completely outplayed us. They won it quite easily. Mm-hmm. But we had a few people that didn't play a lot of cricket because we were struggling to get eleven. Yeah, we had we had four people. It was like their second game yeah, of cricket. Yeah. We had a a couple others who played third team. I mean, I ended up opening the bloody batting. Absolute yeah. nightmare for me the, and the Icy. And they didn't really get it. These inexperienced people if you yeah. like so it's a shame because it, it's a, it's a different format yes but doesn't mean it's bad or good necessarily no. it's different it's mm. i think it's worth giving a go i i, I yeah. do think it yeah. i i went me and hurdy went to watch the Dogan phoenix and oh. i really enjoyed it it was a cracking occasion great day i can't really I, remember the final <laughs> game that I, I one, know, it was really well marketed we were we yeah, were very was, well liquid we, we, we were well liquid but Gone to support Eve and then yeah, she got a went dark, downhill. She? She <laughs> went got a dark, downhill. Bless her. Um, but no, it was. It, it's interesting. I I got to say, from a captain's point of view, that it's really easy to captain, um, especially the fact that you got ten balls where you don't really have to move the field. I know, yeah. I know you could bowl a spinner and a seamer in them ten balls, but you hardly have to move the field, and it's gets a game done really quick. I don't know if you noticed that when you were playing it. Obviously, I never played it last year, so. It wasn't that quick because we were looking for the ball a lot when when Southampton. <laughs> I'm not surprised, <laughs> but no, it's it, it's it's a good format. I quite like it, and I like the fact they've 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 stuck with it for another year. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, does it? Mm-hmm. But I don't think many people are moaning about it, are they? I haven't really heard no. anyone moan about it. I think it's a good format. Gets the game done a little bit quicker, especially in the evenings later in the in the summer um, with like midweek cricket. We really do struggle with the the sun. Um, Playing at Frankwell especially, I, I don't want Beacon must how they must feel sometimes when it gets a bit late in the evenings. You can hardly see the ball, you know. Mm. It's it's very dark, so that extra, that less twenty balls makes a massive difference. Massive difference. Yeah, and moving on from there, there was another thing that happened in the off season. We've had indoor league uh this season just sundawn and reeking and they've been they've had the women's league as well which has gone on as well which has been successful um beacon first and second 11 coming in uh winners and runners up of of, of their division and um andy uh, grasshoppers another successful year for them willie taking the title in the league but grasshoppers proceeding in the national knockout yeah so um bit of a shock really for, for, for me grasshoppers generally have had phenomenal success in the Sunderland League for many many years now but um, they had an off day they played two two games in one night I'm sure Andy will talk about it in a minute if you've played they lost to Willie and to Shelton and it cost them the league because Willie went on and won the remainder of their games to pit them to pit them to the title um, grasshoppers did win the Recon League and they played Willie to see who represents Shropshire in the National competition, they beat Willie on that occasion. <laughs> so they did progress, in fact, with, with press from going to Derbyshire last weekend when, to be fair, Hoppers are really unlucky. They won the first game, they beat Sheffield University, who were a good team, and then uh, came up against Horwich and just lost by four runs in the last over. Very, very close. But um, gave a good account of themselves, as always. Dan Walker played his first time he's, he's progressed. Outstanding. 
Brilliant. Outstanding yeah, man of the match, I think. Yeah. You won that first game for you. Yep, 100%. Yep. Um, but just disappointing to lose out by four runs and not get to Lords next weekend. But anyway. He's not here anyway. Fuck him. <laughs> enough with all that stuff and on to the main meat and bone of it. Here we go. Here it is. It's the 2022 Shropshire Cricket League Premier Division to Division 3 pre-season preview. Okay, so we'll start with our first division and Division 1. In Division 1 in 2022, you have Alberbury first 11, Beaumere first 11, Bridge North second 11, newly promoted Chelmarsh first 11, Chirk first 11, Kund first 11, relegated Frankton first 11, Newtown first 11, newly promoted Shelton second 11, Coming back down again, Shrewsbury second eleven, Wellington second eleven, and Werfield second eleven. So quite an interesting league this season, I think, Joss. Um, a lot of sides who kind of finished in and around each other last year in Division One. Probably a couple sides who stood out who didn't quite make it up last season, and then two strong sides coming down. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are Albury are top of the league at the moment. I can't see anyone catching them. <laughs> Too right. Um, no, seriously though. Um, Albury, well, it's very negative. I know, but if Albury stay up, they've done well again. I think. Mm. I think they'll. Um, I think they'll be down there. I hate to say it, it's my own club, but realistically, you know, we did really well to survive last year. Fair play. Um, I suspect Kund may have a battle on the hands as well. I'll be interested to see how Shelton seconds and Chelmarsh get on new to the league from Div 2. I think they may struggle, but they may prove me wrong. I don't know. Um, and the other end of the table, Newtown, perennially strong in that division. Um, I think they'll be pushing. Um, look at the other teams. I think Frankton... Depending, do we know if they got an overseas? They have got an overseas. Yeah. We we're about to go into that in a minute. So I think Frankton will be up there again because Frankton have been flitting between Prem and Div One for some years now, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be up there. Worthfield seconds, always strong. So I'll, I'll back those three to be the top three, and I'll look stupid at the end of the season probably. <laughs> yes, yeah, it definitely looks interesting. I think, as you've mentioned. Uh, well, we'll talk about the transfers first, actually. Frankton have brought in an overseas of Leighton Trotsky, uh, South African. Bomir Heath have brought in the signing of Tom Ellis from Wellington First Eleven, And Alberbury have brought in Garrett Houston from Shrewsbury Cricket Club. And Kund have lost Matt Hartshorn and also lost Darren Moody, uh, which we'll go on to later. Obviously, Bridge North's first eleven has strengthened considerably, which will only have positive knock-on effects for their second eleven. And 
I mean, yeah, I was talking to, we were talking to Dave Anthony at Cricket Nets a few weeks ago and he was saying that he expects them to be strong this year and that he expects them to do well and to be up there and challenging. Again, Shelton, second 11, their first team have recruited three players this season. So that's that's only going to be positive. They've got Vivian John, who's a good leggy and batsman from Schiffnell. And uh, obviously they've got Darren Moody from Kund as well as Siobhan Brooks, who's there overseas, who, you know, you sign these players. They're either, well, I mean, Siobhan's not going <laughs> to, or Siobhan, he's not going to play in um, their second eleven, but, you know, it's going to knock someone else down. And you never know with Darren Moody and Vivian John, I'd, I'd, I'd assume that Mo- Darren would be playing in their ones, but... You never know. And again, like we said, it's going to knock someone else down into that second 11. And we all know that Shelton's second 11 is full of players who have played in their first 11 when they were last in Division 1, when they were still doing very well and up there challenging. So, you know, there's, they're always up there with a chance. You know, I think Bridge North were up up there, there and thereabouts. Bowmere Heath didn't do as well as they would have hoped, I'd have said, last season. Again, a lot of it to do with availability. Um, but Andy Chalmarsh, uh, they've got your friend and someone who I know you've been very keen to tap up to go to your various sides, Connor Glendenning. How do you uh, how do you think that they'll get on? Have you spoken much to Connor in the off-season about how he thinks that they'll get on? I spoke a little bit to Connor. Um, I, I think it's going to be a real tough year for him. I think staying up would probably be a an achievement. Um, I think they've lost a few players from what he's what he's told me, um, but I, I I think they'll be okay. It's it's a real tough league. It's a it's a strange league. I think what we're finding now with the rearranged league format is a lot of the second teams have, have pushed further up the table, um, coming down from obviously Birmingham reserve divisions, and uh, I think you've absolutely nailed it on the head. Joss and, and Hurley about the likes of Bridge North who have recruited four first-teamers this year who I, I assume are going to be first-teamers. Well, it's going to make their seconds twice as strong. Um, <clears throat> so you look at them and like the likes of Wurfield, um, to be fair, Wellington already have a very strong second. Shrewsbury, they have a strong first team, they have a strong second team. It, it's going to be a really interesting league this year. It, it really is. I do I do think Joss has nailed it on the head with the likes of Alberbury couldn't it's going to be a very very difficult year they're the, they're the kind of last of the old guard aren't they really kind of old guard yeah. division one side who you'd kind of say you know mm. definitely and as we've mentioned before since the introduction of second 11s going into the normal league system these bigger clubs because they are recruiting more into their first 11 the stronger their twos mm. are getting in and People are seeing it as well. If I play, even if I don't play for their ones, their twos are going to be playing a good standard, etc., etc. And you're still getting that good coaching, and you're getting that offer of, you know, it's just overall good cricket, really. Whereas, you know, you look at, but the one thing I'd say that you look at in Division One, which stood out last season, was X Factor players and X Factor players. I know it's something that goes on in all in all leagues, yeah, in. It, it goes across in all all divisions, but it really shows in Division 1. If you've got a single player who can perform, you know, then 
it's going to make the hell of a difference. You know, like at the start of last season, St. George's had Stephen Taylor, who made a massive difference to them. You only have to look at Chirk's results when Swarbrick got injured. The higher up the leagues you go, though, the less one player makes a difference. It, it does. It's like Conor Glendening at, um, at Chelmarsh this season. Let's see what he does this season. Mm. Because his 800 runs, 30 wickets, and he keeps every so often, it might not work this year. The rest of the team need to knuckle down and do it. It's like Joey, Joey, our friend, our good friend Joey Yap, yeah. playing at Kund. He's, he's a fantastic cricketer. He's a prem cricketer. Simple. He is. He's a prem cricketer. Probably could play high if he wanted to, if he worked hard. But he will not make Kund that much better. It, it doesn't work like that. I think sometimes you've got to have a bulk, a squad, you know. And I think sometimes you look at the second teams, they don't just have one quality player. They normally have five, six good players that are pushing to play in the wands. I think that is where... That is why the second teams are doing so well and they've got such a wealth of talent. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, you look you look at a few of them teams, that I really hope, personally, I, I'd, I'd like Frankton to do well. I just keep thinking, like... They, oh, yeah, okay. It's horrible to see them get, oh, go up and down a bit like but Norwich. Sounds bad. They're a great I bunch. Can, I I'd love them to go back yeah, up again. I, can, I just I think they're a great see. side. I can see Frankton doing very well again this season. I, I, I really, I really well, think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's, he, I tell you what, he's actually he's a good cricketer, Grant. He does a does a great he's job, and he's just a nice lad. So I hope he does well. I really I, do. I'd be really interested this season to see what difference having Tom Ellis in that Bowmere side. That's a great signing. I think it's a fantastic great signing. signing, and if they can get more games out of certain key players whereas I think last week Chris Stevens I think yeah. I, I'm talking to a few of the Bowmere lads in the off season they were saying that they really struggled like a lot of sides last season with availability hopefully this season mm. with everything opening up a lot more people being a bit more open in regards to what they're doing obviously changing rooms coming back showers um, and all that lot you know maybe people are more keen to get back into the cricket and play and availability is better but yeah I think players like that that's going to be that can potentially be a massive signing and also you know Frankton getting an overseas getting an overseas in Div 1 is is going to be massive as well I think it is huge I agree with you on that because I I really believe that like Beacon over the years a club we'll talk about a little bit later on have really thrived having an overseas I think they're one of them clubs that just buy into it and uh, I'm not I'm not being disrespectful in saying that when they don't have an overseas, don't do well. All I'm saying is that when they get one in, they they literally buy into everything they do, mm. and they give everything to them. And that, that's sometimes what you've got to do, you know, as a club. I think it's I, I'm not going to say that I agree with like the lower level cricket bringing in an overseas unless you have. Um, a structure in place exactly. to try it, I, I completely agree with that I, I do think a lot of clubs get them in just for the sake of bringing them in and and sometimes it doesn't work you've got to have a structure in place and I think your kids have to improve through that overseas yeah and I think we can do a good job at that yeah I really do yeah definitely I think yeah I, could, I can't really add to that um so quick one going around the table who is going to be your one to watch this season, team and player? For me, uh, I've got two players I'll be keen to, to see how they get on. Andrew Swarbrick again, had a tremendous season last year. Yeah. If 
wasn't for his injuries, he'd, he'd have been up there with Batty. Doesn't get Rose. mentioned enough on this podcast, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and Conor Glendinning, we've already mentioned. Yeah. He's obviously, Again. obviously done very well on consecutive seasons, getting promoted, promoted. I'm keen to see how he gets on Div 1. Team to watch. I'm, I think Newtown are going to have a very good year this year. I think they might go up. That's who I'm backing. Andy? It's a really, really tough one. Um, I'm going to say one thing. If Joe Yap has a bad season, Kun could be down in Division 2. Right? That's one call. I I think Connor Glenn Denning's going to have to do amazingly well this season as well. Because uh, I think Chell Marsh are going to have a tough, tough season ahead. I think you've nailed it on the head with Newtown. I think Newtown are just a consistent team. They just they yeah. are a team, aren't they? They're the same players, same eleven every year. I think it makes a big difference. But I it's do, a hard place to go and win a game. It is. It is well. a hard place to go. But I do feel that there's some bloody good second teams in there, and I really feel that someone like Bridge North bringing all them players in are just a team to watch out for. I really do. I think they've got a, a lovely place to play cricket, and with four players coming into their ones. You know, I I think they're going to be a strong team this year. I'm going to put out there. I'm going to go Bridge North. Nice. I'm I'm going to go my ones to watch this season. I think Tom Anderson of Newtown. I think he's good going bowler, to be one to. He's a good player. Good bowler. Player. Also got good runs for Newtown last season. I think he's going to be one to watch. Someone who progressively gets better every season. Um. Again, Tom Ellis of Bowman. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he gets on. And he's also a fantastic bowler. Mentioning someone from Mulberry Cricket Club, Garrett Houston. I'll be really interested to see, how he, gets... to see how well he does. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed was... with him tonight. We had, we had a net tonight. I turned up. Good I did. He was great. He was lovely. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to bowl at him. He's a good lad. Real nice lad. Yeah. Um, my team to look out for this season in Division One. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think Newtown again are definitely going to be up there. I think um, the team I would say to look out for will be, for me, it's going to be between Newtown and Frankton this season. I think it's going to be interesting. For, I think for Shrewsbury, second 11, it's going to be interesting. How How is last season going to affect them moving into this season? And also, a lot with them, it's about that availability. They didn't start off too well the last time they were in Div 1, but then as soon as they got that availability, mm. they started to pick up. Will they be able to do that again? And how is that availability going to be looking, which is going to be key for them. Whereas I think with Newtown first 11 and also Frankton first 11, I think, you, like we said, you've got that consistency of player. Yeah. And I think that's going to be key for them this season. Anyway, let's move ourselves on to the next division. Okay, and we move ourselves on to, to Division 3. And in Division 3, we've got Old Brighton first 11, Church Aston first 11, Harpers first 11, Maidley second eleven, Newport second eleven, Oswestry second eleven, Quat second eleven, Shifnal third eleven, Trisel and Seasden CC first eleven or Sizden or however you want to say it. Please, please do tell me. Email us in, contact us, tweet us, tell me how to pronounce it. Um, Welsh ball first eleven, Wem second eleven, and Willie first eleven. So, initial thoughts on this division, and we'll throw to Andy as uh, it's it's a division which includes your side, Andy. Yeah, I've got to be honest, mate. Some absolute cracking clubs here. Some lovely clubs I've played against over the years. I, I do love this podcast. Looking back at the clubs I've played against, it's so so much fun. 
Um, and played four. And, and probably played four, yeah. <laughs> now, to be honest, looking at it, it's going to be a very interesting season. Like, I mean, uh, the, the standouts for me are looking at like the Oz Street 2s because they're, it's going to be very interesting what they're one to like this season because they've lost a lot of players. Mm. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see the effect of their seconds this year. Um, I do obviously look at Wem and think, you know, we're progressing as a club and we have signed a couple of players. Hopefully our twos will, will push on this year. I think a massive priority is the first team and staying in that league. But I think the twos need to get promoted this year. It's massive for Wem this year. I think we really need to get promoted. Um, but again, you look at some of the teams like Old Brighton. I mean, Old Stalwart. It yeah, used to I be. Yeah, I mean, Old Brighton just missed out last season. They um, did. Yeah, you had Roxeton and Wellington who went up from Division Three last year, and you had Frankton and Wheaton Aston who went down. I think Quat Quat are another club that really they want their twos to progress, and it's very similar to when you just want your twos to push up that table because you can't have players coming in from that standard of cricket to feed into the teams at the top. And, yeah. and it's a massive part of, of the development of a club. You need to develop it. And I know clubs like Quart are growing and they really want to develop and, and yeah, push really on. Great. And and they absolutely walked the division below last season. So they'd be very keen to, again, you know, Wouldn't all be the controversy that happened a few years ago with the league restructuring they you know they've got a bit of chip on the shoulder you know and they want to prove a point and like you said Andy I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Oswald Street second 11 do given the kind of exodus that yeah. their first 11s had I feel a bit sorry for him, the, the twos because I mean we played against their last season their first team without a few of the the, the bigger names it's not I'm not disrespecting them but last season I think their first team sort of gave up and it was gone. A lot of the big names didn't turn up. Their youngsters came into the ones and we played them. And it, it wasn't a nice game. It wasn't great to play against them. But you could see potential there for them being in the Prem this year. You could see the youngsters. You thought, okay, there's, there's some good youngsters here. They could do well in the Prem. Mm. You know, I know I've know got mates like Matty Richards that play for them. And I hope they do well. I really do. But you look at the twos issue and you think, how many of them second teamers have come up to the first? And then the thirds are going to have to go up to the seconds. It's going to be really hard. Yeah, I mean, last season, Oswestry second eleven were a, te an, a team that I tipped as an outsider to do well last season. Uh, in 2019, they went up with Shelton quite convincingly, the two sides. And look, Shelton went up back-to-back -back promotions. And uh, Oswestry, on the other hand, again, like you said, because of the unavailable, you know, players becoming unavailable, players not wanting to turn up for the first eleven. You know, it really impacted their second eleven, and their second eleven ended up finishing bottom, with Shifnal third eleven also coming down with them from Division Two last season. Um, but again, you know, those two sides—they're big clubs. Shifnal's Shifnal third eleven, you know, Oswestry second eleven—you can never count the, those kind of sides out because, you know, they've always got a, a conveyor belt of good youth players and you know it only takes a few players to join the ones you know and you know some players to become available who used to play ones and you know it can completely change this change the season you know and i don't I, you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they both have a good a sneakily good season this year um and yeah i i my tip i think you know i think old brighton will be 
chomping at the bit to go again. I think Church Aston had a good season last year, and they've got a good side. I've played Church Aston before. Heard- they've got a they've got a good side. I I would expect them to be up there along with Wem themselves. And I mean Willie, another side. And but then we, you know, you talk about it, and you've still got sides like you know Welsh Ball First Eleven and Trisel and you know sides sides that have been there and up there. You know, and it's. It, it is one hell of a division, Division 3. And I've had some news today from Graham Tro playing in over 50s that Adam Shimmons is bowling some heat. And you reckon he's had a bit of a bit of a spur on that he's going to bowl a bit quicker. He's Shimmo's always been a class act. Yeah. And I think he's a big, big player for Albrighton. He did, he did he's really always well been class. Season, he's yeah. always been a class act. He has been for a long, long time. I've really enjoyed playing cricket against him, so... You know, you never know. I, I really, I really do think this is a, an open league, though. You look at, you look at it. There, it's there's so many cracking clubs there, isn't there? Oh, yeah. It really is. It's a great league. It really is. So, putting your necks on the line, who who do you think is going to be there or thereabouts with your kind of? I mean, I mean, with these divisions as well. When it comes down to it, it is very much. I don't know. Could, could we say it's a bit of a shot in the dark, really, when you go to I it? think I mean, Joss has can... played for every club on here. <laughs> well, yeah. You could say that for all the divisions, really. <laughs> you sure, Joss? <laughs> so, Josh, which of your many former clubs uh, are you tipping to get promoted from Division 3? So, none of my former clubs are there, I'll say again. <laughs> um, I, I agree with you both. I think it'd be a, a, great, a great league. Um, I agree with all the comments you made as well. I think especially about teams like Quat that need to bridge the gap between their first and their seconds and Wem as well. Uh, you look at Wellington, they're such a healthy club in terms of where their teams are. We said it before on the podcast, they're quite evenly evenly placed down the leagues, which is got to be healthy really. So I think Quat will be looking to to get their seconds up because they're three divisions behind their first at the moment. So they'll be looking to go up. When even bigger gap between the first and second, as Andy said, so I think they'll both be fighting. Or Brighton, I, I'm i not saying they're not a big club now, but I remember them being a very successful club. I'm not sure if they're in the Premier, certainly in Div 1. Um, I don't know, I'm a bit removed from I don't know how well they recruit. I know Adam Shimmons is still a very, very fine cricketer. If he's bowling some heat, that's great. But like all of us, he's not getting any younger. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm not slagging him off. But he's not going to be the cricketer he was 15 years ago. Oh, no, he was class um, act. He was class yeah, act. Yeah. Um, and if they rely heavily on him, one man doesn't make a team. But I hope they do well. I hope they all do well. But I, I'm backing Wem and Quat. Oh, good call. I've gone for, um, personally, I think it's going to be Wem Quat. Or Brighton, and then mainly top four. Oh, that's my top four. Oof. I'm not going to go the other end because I actually, I really struggle to look at them clubs and go, this is the club that's going to struggle. I I think the t- the top four battles going to be massive, and I I think that's going to be the top four. I really back Wem. Obviously, being a Wem player now, I see the depth in the squad, and I, it's really impressive. I I, I really. I, I disbelieve that they struggled last year to not get promoted because I look at some of the lads that play in the twos and there's some fantastic players there. It really is. And with the competition now in the first, 
the players are going to have to drop down to the twos. Like myself, I, I seriously put it out there. If I have a couple of bad games, I'm going to be in the twos. I, and I, well, I, I mean, Craig I'll, played in the twos last season. He did. He didn't need to try he and did. get some form. And he uh, Matty, Cohen, Matty Cohen played in the twos. He didn't do very well. It, but it's... It, just shows you that the lower down cricket. the Shropshire, the lower down the Shropshire divisions you go, the harder it is. You say you say that, Hill. The harder it is. Say that. You're not available Sunday. I would, Sunday. I would, I would very much say it's very difficult to play against lower league cricketers. There you go. Hundred percent, because it's completely different. I've done it all my life. <laughs> Joss, you're you're actually a lower league cricketer that bats properly. Anyway, <laughs> so I think no you're not like ever. Jazz Hill. So no Jazz Hill doesn't have a Scooby Doo. <laughs> don't talk Close about my, my cat. Don't swing. talk about my cat. You don't even. Like you don't even swing, Chris. <laughs> Jazz. Thank you very much. Stop talking my cat. Get them. Fuck them. Oh, the tissues are out. The tissues are out. Put the tissues away. There you go, Joss. Top end opening bat as well. Joss, Joss, come. Anyway, that moves us on. Get us a beer. Anyway, that moves us on to our next division. <laughs> Is that a gap in your turf? Okay, and <laughs> okay, and moving on to Division Two in twenty twenty two. Beacon first eleven, Ellesmere first eleven, Forton first eleven, Knocking and Kinley first eleven, Lillishaw first eleven, Ludlow second eleven, Montgomery first eleven, Ponsbury first eleven, Sentinels second eleven, St George's second eleven, Wellington third eleven, and Roxeter and Uppington first eleven. So, guys, outside of Ludlow, Sentinel, St. George's and Wellington, it pretty much reads like the old Div 1. And it looks like a very tasty division going into 2022. So, our initial thoughts on Division 2. I'll be very keen to see how the two relegated teams get on. Um, as an obby player, obviously, we finished just fractionally survived by the skin of our teeth so we're in the same bracket as them really so I'll be very keen to see how they do um, Ponsby will see Matt Hartson returning he'll be happy playing Division 2 cricket which he thought he would when he joined Kund because <laughs> they're in Div 2 um, he's obviously attracted to Division 2 so good luck to him if they do go up he'll probably be looking for someone else in Div 2 um, <laughs> elsewhere Rockstar I think Rockstar a resurgent I think they're they're on a real high at the moment they've had a few rough years speaking to to Joe Brown who's quite heavily involved with their organization I think that they're they're riding the crest of a wave at the moment so I think I think they are they might want to look out for very much with you Joss I think um looking at the league I think Rockstar ones and St George's twos are very exciting um I think they've got some some really good players coming in I think they're recruiting really well. Rockstar, certainly through social media, I've seen they've recruited some some really good players. Um, obviously, I always keep an eye out for Sentinel. I think Sentinel 2s are always strong. Absolutely. But, I, I, I actually should mention Sentinel. I think the job they do with their youngsters, yeah, I think the indoor as well, we'll talk about it in a bit, but I think I think they're a very healthy club. I think, I, I well. think, I yeah. think so as well. I think they've yeah. got some real good youngsters. They've got a real good youth, Sentinel, and I think they're working... Their way up again. I, th- I, I think they're a great club. Um, but you look at the two relegated sides, and I agree with you, Joss. I think there, there's going to be massive eyes on them this year, because Beacon have always worked their way up. 
they worked their way up from was it Div Seven? Was it back in the day? Yeah, Div yeah, Seven, yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, up to yeah, top. Yeah. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. Take my hat off to them. They've always had great overseas. They've done really well, recruited well. But this is a really tough period. I don't know if they can have an overseas this year. If they don't, mm. have they got the caliber? Have they got the squad to, you know, to to stay in that league? Because looking at what they've got, I th- I think they're probably going to end up mid table. Being honest, yeah, you know, I mean, I tell you, some players that play for these clubs in Division Two are far better than Division Two on paper. Oh, there's some good players. You've got there's Jamie Martindale at Beacon. You've yeah. got Steve Wilson at Ponsbury, yeah. Owen Morris at Ponsbury, even some of the Roxa lads, Charlie Haylett, yeah. Rob Davis. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, you've got to look at most of them and say, and you were smack on. There, there used to be a lot of prem, uh, no, sorry, Division One cricketers playing in Division Two. There's going to be loads of them, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they've had the experience. Yeah. I think looking at it, Ponsbury does leap out of you, and it, it just feels strange saying they're not in Divi- Division One. They've been there for years. Yeah, they've, yeah. they, they, you know, they've been around the block. Signing Matt Hartshorn Hartshaw, back is going to be a big. Uh, is it positive or negative? I don't know. Um, no comment. Well, how how did he get on at Kund last season? Didn't you know? he? he yeah, he ruffled up a few feathers. It, it wasn't a great move for him. I, I I do think sometimes players just don't suit moving away from where they're settled. I think sometimes they need to just stay where they are. I think he's one of them players that he's moved to Alberbury, ruffled feathers, moved back, moved to Kund. It, it hasn't worked for him. He needs to stay where he is. Um, I think Ponsbury are a club that, you, on paper, even with the likes of Steve Wilson, who are aging you know i do play in these games with with steve um elsmere college in like a, a representative game yeah. and a gentleman's game and it's still quality it re- honestly really is i mean like i look at him bowl and i think wow he just hits a length every ball he's such a good cricketer i, I do think they have the quality in the squad Ponsbury, to go back up but do you know when you like look at a championship and you look at this league and i just think there's not really a team that stand out yeah. and just punch me in the face and say, I'm going to nail this. Yeah, and Ponsby's availability last year really let them down, didn't it? They really struggled. Do you think, though, going down a league, being honest, it might improve? I, I, I don't know, because I, I genuinely think, you look at you look at a lot of sides who go down and you don't see many, they're very rarely, you know, there's only a slight selection of teams who end up bouncing back up. I, however, you finish this the previous season, and it goes in all sports. You watch any other club sport, you know, a lot of sides if they finish poorly, they very rarely start well mm. unless they have a complete rebuild and yeah. get invest and get lots of players in. Because you know, lo- lo- once you once you're in a run of losing, it's hard to get that winning mentality back. And I, you know. And like we've mentioned, Division Two, it's a strong division this season, and I don't. Don't you feel that I clubs think it's like... going to be hard? It's going to be hard. I yeah, think but it's going to be harder than you think. But also at the same time, I think uh, the sides who have come down, I think Beacon should be looking to be up there. Don't you think they'll be relieved though? It sounds sounds really stupid, but uh, as as a club, I've I've played with clubs like like Kund. We've gone up to the Prem, and we've struggled, and you go back down, and you're at your level where you're probably at your peak you are a good side in that league yeah. you're a top side you everyone's saying from the other teams oh yeah you're, you're the team that's going to go up sometimes you have to find your level and yeah. I think 
I, I honestly believe this, that, that teams like, I'm, I'm not having a go at them. I, I think they're a great club. They've run really well. But Beacon, I've had great overseas the last few years. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes I look at it and go, without the overseas player, would they be in the pre- in Division 1? Yeah. Well, they didn't have one last year. Look what happened. This is what I'd like to see, though. If mm. they don't get an overseas this year, I'd like to see where they are. Mm. Going back to Division 1, I'm looking one, forward though, to that. You know, I really am. You go back to Division 1 and it does shine a light on your teams who, despite the fact that we're saying that they're struggling to stay in there, that they are there compared to the, the sides that are in Div 2. And it does, you know... You, you look at these sides, they're all very... I, I, I'd say you've probably got one or two sides who are probably your pick is your favourites. And then you're looking at any other side, depending on availability, could any of them, any of them, depending on availability, anyone anyone could be a surprise. Anyone could be a surprise. I think anyone I think, could win that league. I, I think looking at that... St. George's second 11. St. George's second 11 missed out last season. I think they'd expect to be up there again. I, I think... Agree. You know their first eleven are going to be recruiting more. They've got an overseas, but you'd expect their first eleven to try and recruit a few more players mm-hmm. as well, which will improve them even more. You know, and then you know I can't. I I still think Beacon will do well, but then you know you've got sides like Ellesmere, Forton, Knockin. You know, Knockin finished fourth last season. They they should have been in Div One last season. You know, you've got Lillishall there. You've got Monty, Ponsbury, as we've mentioned. Then I'm, you've not, got... I'm not going to agree to play in Division 2 next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're, they're, good, they're good sides. and anyone. But then you also look at the second 11 and third 11. Sentinel second 11, you know, I was, I was speaking to some Sentinel lads the other day and they were saying like their second 11 on their day could be, for the pit, people who were keen to play second 11, could be just as strong as their first 11, which... If true, you know, it's got to put them up there as yep. one of the sides to look out for. Like, you know, and then you've I got, think... you know, you've got Wellington third eleven, as we've mentioned, you know, Wellington strong across the leagues. And then I don't know, you know, Ludlow, I'm not, I'm not, sh- I'm not quite sure about Ludlow. I think Ludlow, Ludlow progresses. I, I, I think, I think sometimes you have to look at their first team to look at their second team mm. because I, I understand that. I, I mean, I don't really know a lot of the second teams around the county but I do like to look at the progression of first teams because if the first team are progressing and bringing youngsters through in the, the twos like Sentinel are at the moment Sentinel have a really good wealth of youth and I mean when you've got people like Steve Gray and Ed Ashton at a club people that just mm. they just know cricket they're such good coaches and like Steve yeah. I know he dedicates his time I wanted to get him on here tonight mm. it's a shame he couldn't come really but people like themselves there's this good youth coming through and yeah. I think I know I understand it sometimes it can take years to get through but it only has to click one year mm. and then clubs are straight back up where they used to be yeah and I mean straight but, up the league I mean when we played hoppers on a Sunday you played Ludlow and the youth players that they've got there are fantastic I and you know yeah. Ludlow last season had a very good season they finished fifth you know they were you know I'm talking up St George's and Ludlow finished only seven points behind him you know so I mean, well, I'm, I mean, it goes without saying, what do I know? I literally know fuck all. And if you've been listening to the podcast <laughs> ever since, you very much know that. So We didn't want to say it, Joss, <laughs> did we? <laughs> one, one thing I would say is this is literally like the championship of cricket. I cannot, I really struggle to it, pick it, a team it is, like, it is like the championship, isn't it? You, I know you're going to ask the question in a minute, what do we think? But yeah. I'm looking at it going, what the fuck am I going to go for here? Who are, who are going to be the... 
there's got, there's got to be some side who's recruited a Marcelo Bielsa who's going to take their team up like the mighty Leeds and dominate the division or is there a team who've got lots of money who've got you've got to cut that mate <laughs> who've got a Frank Lampard who you know even with all the money can't really do anything Beacon, um, Beacon have spent 150 million <laughs> <laughs> can't quite recruit Nick McGrave said no what a sorry excuse for a football manager anyway so Joss what are your thoughts? Division two. Who are going to be your team to look out? Who are going to be your ones to watch? Who are your picks? Um, I'm going to go with Sentinel Seconds. I think. I think, as we mentioned, they're so they they're very healthy in the way they they develop their youth. Uh, I think they're a healthy club. We, you know, we've we've got some stick from some of their former players before, but I don't think we've ever really slagged them off hey, properly. Well. Friends of the podcast, um, we have we've, we've, we've only said we've nice never things. slagged yeah. them off. We speak <laughs> for ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Shut up, Phil. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. Our seconds. Good luck to them. I hope, I hope yeah. they I hope they get up there with the youngsters. Andy just goes and like just stirs the pot in the group chat. I'm a sentinel heard, boy, uh, mate. Don't matter what uh, club I play for, I played there. <laughs> they're, they're my boys. So. Anyway, Andy. <laughs> Honestly, mate, I'm looking at this league and I'm thinking, wow. The progression of some clubs. I think Lillishaw look a fantastic club. Knockins one that really like interests me because I know they got relegated. Um, but they I just relegated. They asked, <laughs> they, they asked, relegated. asked to move. Yeah, they did. It's it's one of them where I look at it and I just think, you know, they haven't got a bad side. I, mm. I really didn't like the fact that they'd gone down the league. They're no worse than Aubrey or Cund no. or Ponsbury Completely or agree. Completely agree. Would I, it, had they stayed up, it would have been another team in the mix. I've always I've always agreed. I mean, I have said this. I think the committee have done a great job of restructuring the leagues. And I think their calls mean a lot. I do sometimes not agree with double promotion. Sometimes I don't. But I don't think they got a lot wrong. But in Wales' really, case... Yeah, <laughs> it was spot no, no, on. But, but I really, I really don't disagree. I think they've they've absolutely nailed on the head. And I have said on this podcast that, like, when Rockster got relegated, we went, well, just prove they were wrong and win the league. And well, they've done that, and they've done fucking you know, brilliant. The, the sides who got relegated because of the double promotions, they've have, proved themselves. Have, have proved themselves, but exactly. also the sides who got double promoted. Chelmarsh got promoted last yeah, season. Have done well. And Wem also done well this season. You know, exactly. so you can't you can't really knock it. Right. But yep. it's, you know, oh, I think... they were in the positions they were in. Yeah. And it's been good for all. And maybe, you never know, Quat, a side who got relegated and Rocks to who got relegated, maybe it was kick up the yeah. jacksy, both sides needed, and they'll push on and they'll put, maybe look it back at it and go, yeah. you know, that was fantastic. Thank Honestly, you very much, the league. Compl- Thank you very much, Jamie Dowley. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nick Broadbent. Thank you very agree. much, all the rest do, of the committee. Do, do you know what? On, honest, honest to God, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think Roxeter, as a club, they're one I'm definitely going to pick out. I think sometimes you just need that reboot. You're looking at a club that back in the day had Jimmy Adams playing for him. They're in the Birmingham League. Yeah. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They, they were run really well. And I used to turn up at Roxham and think, what a club. And all of a sudden, it didn't take five years to just look at Rockstead. It was run down. It wasn't as good as it used to be. And you can back me up here, Joss. It really, it's changed a lot. Yeah. All of a sudden, Rockstead just looked that club. They're just on the up. And looking at that league, I genuinely believe that Rockstead could be one of them clubs in the top three pushing to, to get promoted. I think they've signed really well. I was saying, I was saying before, the clubs they've got anywhere, they're the long-standing players. 100%. Like, like Bob Davis, Dan Harris, yeah. Charlie Hayley. Yeah. I think they've, they've, they've done well because they've kept all of them. And that's, uh, I mean, I know Simon Jones moved to uh, Shelton, Shelton yeah. but I just think they've seemed to have kept all their players. And that's a big, big thing and, because if uh, you've got recruited, them and recruited and, you know, you've yeah. got you've got your main men, you know, and your main players, you know. And like you said, like you said, it only, yeah. in the words of take that, it only takes a minute. <laughs> anyway, they're not my team. To, I'm not pipping them to win it, though. No. OK, I, go for it. Andy. I, I genuinely believe Pontypri will have a good side out this season. I think they will. I think they'll be consistent and I think they'll win the league. That's and my opinion. For what it's worth, I am sticking with my choice of Beacon and yeah, why not? Let's go. Let's go. Sentinel we ought to have some sort of wager on these 11. predictions that we're making. I'll tell you what, Hill. Let's, season, have a, we, let's have a 20 on here. I'm going for Pontsbury to win the league and you're going for who? Beacon. Beacon. Let's, let's have a okay, 20. 20. 20. Right here, right we're now. Just, we're just shaking on it. Joss, you want to bet? You want to no. no, no. Fuck you then. I haven't got could, as much money pay, as you want. Could pay for a new turf. So what? What's up there? <laughs> Joss currently is headbutted the wall and <laughs> broke his turf. So if um, he, if... he ate a flapjack that he left in the fucking fridge. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he decided to eat it. Without defrosting. So and, if uh, and if, and if, if if neither side win the league, um, we'll put a poll. I up. get a twenty quid. <laughs> we'll put a poll up on Twitter or something. I'm betting Ponsbury, mate. And we'll Well, we'll donate the money to charity. I think. How about, yeah, yeah, of course. Game. Who game. can afford to make these bets? All the money he makes from the net. Forty pounds <laughs> to charity. If we're both wrong, if we're both yeah. wrong, it'll, the money will go to charity. If we're both so right, if we're right, I'll, I'll, then I'll join the bet with ten thousand seconds. Then maybe sixty yeah, quid. Then. Let's all shake on it. Oh, on, oh, a, three, a three-way well, shake. A three-way shake. I feel the first a bit. Time I feel a bit bad though having Sentinel in there and not me betting on Sentinel. <laughs> I well, do feel a bit bad. You never bet on Sentinel too. Don't let me down. You never bet on Sentinel. Anyway, let's move ourselves on to our next division. Okay, and we move ourselves on to our final division and the Premier Division. In the Premier Division in 2022, we've got Olscott Heath, Ludlow, Maidley, Newport, Oswestry, Quat, Sentinel, Shelton, Shifnal Second Eleven, St George's First Eleven, Wellington, and Whitchurch. So, 
what a division this is this year. I mean, who'd have thought Oswestry plying their trade in the Premier Division? Uh, I mean, it's 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 looking like it's going to be a tasty division this year, Andy. Yeah, I can I can speak as a a player that played against Oswestry last year. They had great potential. We played them first. The first game we played against them, they actually they, they annihilated us. Yeah. Uh, and their bowling attack had um, Ben Roberts. Is now moved at Bridge North. Um, Harry Darley is Shrewsbury injured himself though. Yeah, he has injured himself, but genuinely, one of the best young kids I've played against. He bowled absolutely phenomenal. So he's a massive, massive loss. Warwick Finn is gone. Wolverhampton. Uh, they've also lost Dave Laird and Ryan Lockley. Bridge so, North. so we. I thought he was going to go to Beacon. Well, Jamie did say. He said in a couple of years he'd be at Beacon. No, Lockley. Lockley, Lockley, I I don't know what happened there. Jamie said he was literally was signed on. He was was showing Division Two form, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where's Laird's gone to Bridge North as well? Bridge North as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with Oswestry, the one you've you've sort sort of picked out there, we we played against them without. Any of the big guns, any of the big names. I think Warwick and, Finn's going to be a big and, loss and this season. Well, Warwick Finn's one of the best players I've ever seen. He's a fantastic cricketer. He's gone to Wolverhampton and he has strengthened them a hell of a lot. And we've spoken to Bridge North at uh, the Birmingham League podcast. And Listen to it. He's a massive player. Looking at their youth, they have some bloody good look, good youth. They have a really good youth side. They've got some good players. My mate Matty Richards plays for him. I don't think they're going to struggle. Vice-captain this year as well, I think he? he is, yeah. But I, I do think they're going to get crashed back down to earth. And it, it's a tough league. Do you think it's going to be a similar kind of... They're going to go for a similar strategy as what Wellington did when they came down into the Prem. Concentrate I, I, I on don't know. The, the, the thing... Wellington did a really good job, actually. I, I, I really look at Wellington now as a club and think in the next couple of years they need to push on again. Um. It's a very, it's a difficult situation now with the Birmingham League changing, the structure changing, where it's only two leagues and you have to play in a playoff to get back up to the Birmingham League. It's really, it's really, really difficult. So it's not just winning your league, it's then going into a playoff. So I just think you need to build a, a, a great side. I mean, I look at it this year and talking about the league, I do look at Quat and we have given them a bit of stick. We called them the bridesmaids a few times. I think they'll understand that. I think they'll they'll take it on the chin because they have been. You know, and you look at this year with Worthfield winning it, Quat were always top two, weren't they? For years and years and years. And then they've let Worthfield sneak in. And I think Worthfield deserve winners by the look of it. And they've done really well. They got promoted and well done. You know, well done. And I think it's great for Shropshire Cricket to get another Prem side back into the Birmingham League. It's massive. Losing Oswestry, we needed another team up there. We did. Shropshire cricket needs to thrive. But with Oswestry coming back down, I can't see him going back up. I think the likes of Quat need to now progress and push push on and not be the bridesmaids anymore and just go, I, fuck I think, the podcast. Yeah. Will inspire Quat even more. I so completely I, I agree. Big rivalry between the clubs. I, I completely, I, I've never seen that rivalry, by the way. I've never seen it. They're good mates. I I think they are. It's a friendly rivalry. It's a friendly rivalry. There is definitely rivalry there, but 
I think that would have hurt Quat last year. Yeah. I really do. See Werfield get promoted. promoted to, to 100%. To give that extra... 100%. Extra bit I think they need it. I think they needed that quad last year. But I, I look at the league, and it, it's a strong league. There's some bloody good sides in there, some really good players. And it's really hard. It, I don't think it's hard to choose the top three. I, I do I do think quad will be there. I don't think Austria will be there, in my opinion. You know, I hope they don't um, don't, don't take offence to that. But I really think Quart, I think Wellington could see this as a year where they could sneak in. I think they, they're really good. And I actually think Sentinel might do quite well. I, I worry for Whitchurch again. I just don't quite think they've... Is Maz still with them? Maz is still there. They're quality players. They, they've got some quality players. I just don't quite think they're a together squad. I really don't. I look at them and I think... Are they going to do it? They've signed. Um, they, they have signed a lad recently, actually called I, Mike, who come to our yeah. next Mike Robinson, and uh, he looked looked a very steady player. But I don't think he's going to play a great deal of cricket. Um, but yeah, it look it just looks a fantastic league. And I'm, I, 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 I just I think I think Whitchurch are going to be up there. I think that they signed Shafiq Ahmed, um, who who's he? He's played for Himley, Penkridge, and Old Hill. Okay. You know, he's going to be a good standard of player. Like you mentioned, you've got Michael Robinson, who much sought after, much much sought after player who's ended up going, going to Whitchurch. Possibly uh, only playing five games. Alton Park, uh, and then they've got their overseas Colonel Debas, who um, this season, and you know the. They, you know, they they're so strong. You know, the the players that they've signed, the players that they they've got on their roster, um, you know, it's such, you know, it's so strong. I, you know, would you, you would you would ex, you would expect would, the amount that they've put into their side with with signings and you know the strength of side that they've got, you know, and the effort that they put into build this squad, you. You'd be expecting them to go up, and you, you've got to, you've got to put, you've got to put them up there. They've got to be, they've got I to completely, be a side that completely you agree would with expect you. to be up there. I completely agree with you. Yeah, me. there's not going to be a better. I completely agree with you, and I think Witchers are a fantastic club, and I, I know they've copped a bit on this podcast in the past, but I really respect them. They're a fantastic club. I think Weave from is guests, a, from Weave guests. from guests, not us, <laughs> but from Weave. Someone who I know looks after that club, looks after that pitch. It's, there's been county games on that pitch. It's a fantastic place to play cricket. But I just think over the years, they've lost that little bit of, um, this is our club. These are our players. We, they've lost a lot of players, local lads. And I just don't think as a squad, they're quite together. That's my opinion. I think they've got a fantastic team on paper. But then I look at teams like, I mean, even Oswestry. They're going to be young lads that have grown up together, played together. They're going to know a lot about each other's game. It it, it takes a lot of time to bind a side, doesn't it? You know, I don't know what you think, Joss, but it, it's, yeah, and you've, you've got, got to a bind a team. Well, Wem Cricket Club this year, we've had a couple of new lads come to Nets, and I've looked at it and as a as a sort of I'm going to say I'm an outsider because I really love playing at Wem. 
I, I'm a new player looking at the new lads coming in and you need to be, it's that next level. You need to be a lot better. You need to be a great lad to join that squad because the togetherness in that team, you cannot, there's nine players there from last year with me and Zimmer included in the 11. They're, they're so together. They're great players together. It's not about one player's he's brilliant he's brilliant and they play football together they do they always have done it that's why they're so good you know and i just look at witcher sometimes and think to myself they're bringing a lot of new players in every year and it it just doesn't work like that and i I hope they prove me wrong i do i really do i hope teams prove me wrong that's what this podcast is about them proving us wrong and (laughs) that is it's true isn't it it's what it's about I mean, they lost that lad from last year, Ryan Brown, that played from last season. Yeah. Came in, big expectation, didn't quite do it. It's so easy to look at players like that and go, right, they're going to win the league because they've signed this, this gun, this big player. It, it's not so easy to just gel into a side. And I, I just worry for him in that respect. I think they've got the facility, they've got the pitch, they've got F, everything going mm. for them. And they have got the Bowen brothers. They've got a great squad. Yeah, they've got Dan and Elliot Bowen who yeah, took 52 great lads. wickets between them. Great lads season. as well. They really are. Saying, you know, they've got, they've got, some, they've they've got, got a lot of time really for Whitchurch. I think they're a you know. cracking club. I just think they've lost a few players that played for them, that Whitchurch through and through. And they need to get back to that that bond. They've still got the players. They've they've definitely got the players. It's 100% agree with that. Like you said, it's whether they can put it together. And if they put it together... They've got to be up there. Yeah, 100%. No, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. Okay, so on the other hand, Joss, who are going to be the sides who you think are going to be battling to stay in the Prem next Well, season? Stay in the Prem. I was just looking at this, because obviously this is a league I'll never play in again. <laughs> you <laughs> played in it, have you? Yeah. Who did you play for? Fucking hell. One of his former 50 fucking clubs. So have you played, played in the Prem, have you? So... Um, <laughs> Squirrel gets in that. Who's he played for? I want to know who he played for. Who'd you play for? I think Rockster. Rockster, was it? Rockster you was haven't played in a fucking Prem, have you? I think. Um, top, I think, because I, I, I don't play this standard, I think Newport and Quat perennially up there. They're, those two, I think, will be up there. Down the bottom, it's weird really because Sheffield Seconds and St George's Firsts deservedly went up from, from Div 1. Easily the best two teams, so they've gone up. But looking at these twelve teams, I think they might struggle. Yeah, it shows the gulf between the two divisions. I've got to be honest, Joss. I think Schiffner ones have lost a fair few players, mm. and that's that's always a big sign. I mean, for a club like them, I think looking at the last few years, I've been really impressed with Schiffner's second team. Just looking and seeing the players that play for them. I think they've got some bloody brilliant... But I mean, well, the likes of... Twigger out in the back. Well, yeah, but the likes of John T, who, who was the captain, he's just yeah. such a brilliant cricketer. There's some bloody good players there. But I always look at their ones, and I think they've lost a handful of first-teamers, which is... Will ma- Parton's dad as well. Well, exactly, but it's, it's a massive... They, <laughs> they love, have, they have though. Will but it's a massive loss there, and it drags down to the twos, and it's a big thing. Yeah. Especially if they get promoted... That that Premier Division is a strong league. Losing three or four yeah. players 
is yeah. ginormous. Uh, it is a massive it's, thing it's, to do. It's, it's, it's always a struggle. It's a bit like going into the actual I Premier do. League football-wise. It's yeah. always a struggle for those teams, unless you have a Marcelo Bielsa manager. Yeah. For but you I, to actually stay up yeah. in that division. Stop chatting to you on this podcast. As he sponsors you, sit on that fucking little <laughs> shit over there with the the cooler. <laughs> sit on the cooler. I mean, I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. The only other club I think could possibly be down there, and I hate to say that because Carl was a guest on the on the last podcast, is Allscott. I know he's got big plans for them, and I hope they've recruited well, and I hope they've proved me wrong, but I think Allscott, Sheffield Seconds, and St. George's the biggest worry for me is if if they come back alive from Spain on their their preseason <laughs> tour. Because I've had a look at it, right? And the first game, and only game by the sound of it, they've got over there has been waterlogged off. All I can see on Facebook is they've, they've been in the fucking swimming pool. They've got an itinerary that's fucking ridiculous. They're on the piss the whole time. I, I, I don't know if Jason's going to come I, back, there's mate. There's a lot of strong bows over there, mate. I don't know yeah, if yeah, Big Jay's yeah, coming home. Should, I think he'll stay there, mate. I should have stayed here. The weather was superb. Yeah, the weather's, <laughs> to be fair, Jason Allen did put on there, the weather in England's amazing, and it's pissed down in Spain, so they've spent all day in a pool getting pissed. I can't see Jay Allen coming home. I really, I, honestly, I'm putting it out there. He's not coming home. Right. So let's talk about some <laughs> signings. You've got Sentinel have bought in Michael Pile from South Africa. Shelton have bought in Siobhan Brooks from Barbados. Vivian John from Shifnal and Darren Moody from Kund. Maidley have bought in Josh Graham from JG Meakin. They bought Ian Walker from Warfield. And Tusef Ahmed from London and Imesh Udiyanga has agreed to be there overseas again. Wellington have brought in William Mashinga, who's a Zimbabwean all-rounder. Maidley have brought in Shafiq Ahmed, Michael Robinson and Kunal Dabas. Quat have brought in Daniel Gainham from Trisal. They've brought in Jared Davis, their South African overseas. All Scott have brought in Tashawn Elaine, the exclusive from the last podcast, which wasn't exclusive because, as always, it took me two months to <laughs> edit the thing and put it out. Uh, the former West Indian under-19 bowler and St. George's have brought in Ridwan Devaya, who's a South African overseas. Having heard all about that, any others have just either not been on Twitter or on Facebook or we've missed them because our research is that exceptional at the Cow Corner <laughs> podcast. Uh, and has been conducted over the last five minutes. Etc. Cetera, <laughs> et cetera. Over uh, a pizza. <laughs> well researched here at the Cow Corner podcast. Um, but yeah, so... I, I mean, I can't... I don't know. I, I'd love to see. I would love to see Ludlow have another good season. I'd love to see them do well. I think Maidley are another side. Or I think you know every every year they've got a little bit better, a little bit better, bit by bit, bit by bit. Um, but yeah, again, I'd be interested to see where Oswald Street, how Oswald Street do. I'd like to see them do well, but again, like I can't see them. I can see them being mid table. Um, Quap. I th- I think they've got to be up there. Sentinel after last season, they've got to be up there too. Um, Shelton, you know, I I, th- I don't know. I think I think, I think, I think, I think, I think be, they'll do I all think right. Be I think, I think they'll mid. I think I think a good season. They've for them well, will, mate. They've I think a good well. season for them will be mid table again. I think you know, 
I think well, they they'll do, um, They were just over the drop zone last year, weren't they? Yeah. So I, I think, I think they'll good, progress. A good season will be mid-table for them. Progress, I think yeah. Schiffnell second eleven, as you've mentioned, I think that'll put, you know, and St. George's, it'll always be a struggle. Out of the two, you know, I, you, you probably look at St. George's probably being the stronger, being a first eleven, mm. as we've mentioned, and obviously the struggles of Schiffnell's make first eleven. You know, Wellington's first eleven, you know, you can never write them off. You'd always... You know, there's, they've always got a chance of moving up there. They have lost Tom Ellis, you know, Whitchurch, she's first 11, you know, like we've said, they've got to be up there. Newport, you just don't know. You just don't know what you're going to get from them. And yeah, all Scott, I, I, every season they've done better and you'd kind of hope that they'll do well. And it's, to be honest, it just, it it could go either way, and it you know it it's it's leading up to what could be a very interesting season, I think, in Premier Division, and it's got it's got lots of little battles at the top in the in the mid table at the lower half. It's going to be really interesting, lots of little subplots throughout the season, and it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see how it pans out. And I think there's going to be a few sides who are going to surprise us in both sense of the way. Andy, yeah, got to be honest with you. One thing I would say about this Premier League is. I think in the past, there has been two leagues. I think it's been the top six and the bottom six. I think it's coming to an end. I really do. I think this league's progressing. And I think, I'll say it again, I think the Shropshire League, I've I've nailed it on the head with the teams coming down from the Birmingham League and the restructure has just benefited Shropshire cricket. I really do. I look at some of the teams like Shelton, I look at their winter and I think they've really progressed and signed some really good players. And last season we were talking about the likes of Shelton struggling down the bottom. and I can't see it this year. I think they're a good side. They're a top, top side. They've got an overseas over. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Darren Moody, do you think they're getting their ones with the bowling they've got? I thought it was a very strange move. I like Darren. Really good, really good, great, great guy, great friends with him. I think Shelton have got a lot of bowling, and I think they've got some like extremely, extremely good bowling. I think that's where their strength is. Um, I think Darren Moody's move there, it's not a bad move because their seconds are in Division One. So if he gets put in the twos, they're in the same league as could. Well, he, he was, he was one of the number one bowlers in Division One. He was, he was. Not disputing his talent. He's the, a very good the, the way I see it, I, I've spoke to a few people about yeah, it. He'll do, I, he'll do good on and off the field for Shelton next season. I think, you know, and he'll put a lot of money behind the bar as well. Yeah, he, he might do that. But one thing I would say, is when I look at players trying to progress from Division One to the Prem, I think sometimes. I look at their wicket taking. He yeah, he was top wicket taker. Well, he was one of them, wasn't he? Was he in the top top couple. Top surfing, so he, yeah. he he did well. But I think the progression's massive from Division One to the Prem. It is a big standard, big step up. And I just I, I look at Shelton. I think they've got enough already, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing because well, like you say, if, if it was. If he's flitting between first and seconds at, at Shelton, he's not playing he's any lower. One, isn't it? Exactly. If he's couldn't. He's flitting between exactly. first and seconds. Exactly. But one thing I would say, as a bowler myself, you know, it's not a bad thing because I always want to progress my game. I always do. I moved to Wen to progress my game. It's always aim to play the highest. Standard always play the highest stand you can, and I completely agree with the move. But 
I do worry for him a little bit because I think they have got a fantastic bowling lineup. Simon Jones, captain this year. Mm. You know, he knows his stuff. He's an intelligent bloke. He's not stupid. He'll pick the best team possible. Will Darren be in it? Interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I really am. Yeah. 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 It's it's definitely going to be interesting. Anyway, now we move ourselves. So, as we've mentioned, it's going to be an interesting season in Division 1. And we took the time out to speak to a woman making history this season. And Lara Jones, who becomes the first female captain in Division 1. And the first, and will be the first ever female first eleven captain of Alberbury Cricket Club. And here's what she had to say. So, I'm here with Alberbury's first team captain, Lara Jones. Congratulations, Lara. How does that sound? <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I mean, it it, it sounds quite weird, actually. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fantastic moment, uh, not only for yourself, but obviously for Shropshire Cricket. But just in case people obviously have not heard about yourself, I mean, you're pretty you're from quite a well-known Shropshire cricketing family uh, yourself. So why not tell us a little bit about yourself, your cricketing history and uh, how, how you got to where you are now? Well, I mean, I started playing cricket at Oldbury. Um, I went up, my dad was playing cricket every weekend. So I'd go up with him and I'd be in the nets and I'd, I'd always be around cricket. And then once I was finally old enough, pestered my mum and dad and I was allowed to go to um, junior training at Oldbury. And I started when I was, I think I was eight. Um, so I've been playing at Oldbury since I was eight years old. And then that year I was put forward for county trials for the girls under 13s. And I got in. So I started playing for Shropshire when I was eight and I was um, in the under 13s for five years, I think it was. Um, and, you know, since then I've played, played in every female county age group for Shropshire. Um, and, uh, you know, I've captained all of those sides and I've also captained the women. Um, so, I mean, that was, you know, that's my whole life is, is cricket and it always has been. So, so that, that, yeah, that's been a big part of it. Um, you know, I also play at Worfield um, for their women's team. And I captain that side as well. Um, I play, I currently play for Warwickshire Twos um, and we, we've got like a joint side with, with Shropshire for the last couple of years. And I also, I captain that side as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it did all start at Oldbury and, um, you know, my mum and dad, met there obviously my dad's been playing there for years and years and years um and he took over as first team captain from my mum's dad um so both my granddad's played at the club and and that yeah that's how mum and dad met and so you know it's not just me that's grown old very it's it's mum and dad it's it's my whole family so yeah <laughs> written in the stars we may say then that, uh... <laughs> yeah Fantastic, fantastic. So, yeah, not only are you uh, Alberbury's first ever female first eleven captain, but I'm pretty sure you're one of the first ever first eleven captains, female first eleven captains in the whole of Shropshire cricket. How does that feel, and how big a moment do you feel that this is for the women's game in Shropshire? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to lie; it is pretty cool. Um, it's obviously it, it's a huge honour. Um, that, that goes without saying, really. Um, but I feel like it's also pretty daunting. Um, it's quite scary to be the first one. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, it, it, overall, it, it's just pretty cool. And it, I'm, I'm really honoured. And I hope I can do a good job and, and show people, you know, female cricketers can make a good captain, no matter what side you're playing in, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, I've, I've played under you and I, you know, I keep, I've, I've said on previous podcasts and even the one that we're talking on now, uh, how, how much I think of your captaincy whenever I've uh, played under you. And obviously, everything that you've said with, you know, your grandparents, your mum, your dad, everyone in your family is so like dedicated towards cricket and it's you know played cricket and obviously captaining all of these age level signs playing Shropshire, Warwickshire, Alberbury, Warfield you know it's obviously, obviously not it's, it's something that you're gonna do naturally I, I, I'd think and uh, do you feel the pressure of being the first do you feel the pressure of all eyes being on you? Yeah <laughs> massively there, there's there's absolutely pressure um, I mean I want to do a good job, not just for, for old Berry, but I just want to, I want to show people that, you know, women can do it. They, they, they can be good cricketers and they can captain sides. And, you know, if, if female cricketers are good enough to be in the side, then they can be good enough to captain as well. And that, you know, being a girl shouldn't stop them from doing that. So I'm hoping if, if I can do a good job, then, then others will want to as well. So. Yeah. Definitely. And talking about obviously setting an example and being an inspiration for these young girls, we obviously have some young aspiring uh, female cricketers in Alberbury as well. And, um, you know, you being that role model, not only to them, but also to maybe other players that we may come across or may listen to this podcast, you never know, um, (laughs) or may see you, you know and see this and obviously see that you you've done it and you know they can they can then go and do it too how much has the Shropshire cricketing landscape and women's cricket itself changed in the time since you started as an as an under eight as you, or the under 13 as you were um compared to how you are now yeah I mean I'm not, first off cricket is a, a game for anyone and and you know whether it's your gender sexuality ethnicity it doesn't need to to stop you from playing so you know I mean it shouldn't stop you from playing and it shouldn't stop you from from leading a side either um I think as long as people are welcoming anyone can play and and everyone can be welcoming there's no excuse so yeah I I mean (laughs) yeah I mean when I was younger um I remember playing in the nets and saying to one of the men that had come down and I was like I'm going to play for England men one day. I'm going to be like Jimmy Anderson. I'm going to be bowling. I'm going to be playing for them. Because I didn't know there was an England women's side. Like it was, I, I mean, if there was coverage, I didn't see much of it. Um, so it was not hidden, but it wasn't really shown to me as a, as a female cricketer. Um, so, I mean, I went, I saw my first uh, cricket match. Um, I think it was in Worcester. And I went to go and watch the women and it was, you know, it was amazing to, to see these women playing cricket for England and then showing me, you know, you, you can play, <laughs> you know, there's nothing stopping you just because you're a girl. Um, so, I, you know, com- compare that to now with, with being on TV, being all over social media, there's loads of role, role models um, for, for people to see. I think, you know, it's improved massively and hopefully it's only going to keep growing and, and show even more youngsters that, you know, cricket is a game for them. Um, 
so I, you know, I think the progress that's been made is, is awesome. Um, and hopefully it just keeps getting better. Yeah. Why, one question I would ask you before we move on to the important topic of Overbury Cricket Club and uh, Division One is, uh, is there anyone out there who you think may be a potential uh, next in line to be the next female first 11 captain in Shropshire Cricket? I mean, there's a lot of talent coming through at the moment. I mean, over the winter, I've seen a lot of the girls in the county sides and there is a lot of talent coming through. So in the next few years, there's going to be, hopefully plenty of girls playing cricket and, and, you know, playing a good standard of cricket too. Um, but I would say, I mean, I'd, I'd love Zoe Griffiths from Condover to, to captain their team one day. I think that would be really, really cool. She'd probably say, oh, no, no, not for me, but I think she'd make a really good captain. Um, there's also Robin Matthews. Um, she's a good captain, definitely. Um, and, and I think she'd make a... A great captain in a in a first team in the first team side, um, and I think that'd be pretty cool to see her do it as well. But one one person I think doesn't need to mention is M Cherms from Pontsbury. I think she would make a good captain, and you know she <laughs> without it's obviously a, an amazing player. So for her to captain Pontsbury first would be would be pretty awesome too. Have you had many messages of support from other people in the Shropshire community since obviously the news and the announcement? Yeah, to be, yeah, they had, yeah. A lot of people have said, you know, that that's a lot of women, especially, have, have said it's it's a great achievement. Well done, good luck. There's, there's been so many messages. It's it's been really quite overwhelming, actually. Do you think that it'll uh, push some people on to maybe put their hand up at their uh, AGM and put their put their put, put, so. put their put their case forward to be their captain? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I think it'd be really cool to see other female. Um, female cricketers as, as captains at clubs I think not just across know, the board as well second 11 third 11 oh yeah definitely um you know if they're, they're good enough to play and they play regularly why not just mm. do it definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right that's that's great and I really think that it's going to be really inspiring and I definitely can see this as a, a very much uh, a groundbreaking moment in Shropshire cricket and uh before I let you go how? What are your thoughts on Alberbury this season? How? Uh, what are your expectations? What are your goals? I mean, I'm hoping to have a better season than last year. You know, we finished quite low down in the table, but we, you know, we did struggle with with availability of, of people and and stuff like that. And you know, some games could have gone either way, and we just didn't we didn't push the win. Um, so this year, I'm, I'm hoping we can change those those games and and um, really push those wins because you know. We, we competed with most sides last year. There's no reason why we can't turn those games into wins. Um, I think, well, I think personally we could we could finish top half of the table and, you know, really compete against some, some good sides. Um, you know, we have a few players coming back um, and, you know, we have a new signing as well, which is, is looking great. Um, he's from... South Africa and and he's, he's a great bat great bowler and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing him on the field um so I'm quite positive quite can't positive. catch though but I mean he'll fear <laughs> no we can hide him in the field that's fine don't worry <laughs> I only say that because he dropped a few off me indoor but it's okay <laughs> I, I deserve it after everyone that I've dropped in my past. But um, yeah, so what what kind of things are you looking to change with your captaincy? What are you looking to implement this year? 
I mean, I'm not looking to change too much. I mean, um, we're just old Berry. You know, I'm, I'm, I I want to win. It's just keep it simple. I want to win. Um, it'd be quite nice to bring some youth into the side because we've got quite a lot of youth coming through. Um, so you know whether they play, you know, getting the youth into the thirds or, or pushing them through the twos and then to the ones. That'd be that'd be great um, to get them playing. But keeping it simple, just want to win. <laughs> And finally, what are your predictions? What are your thoughts in Division One? Who do you think are going to be your, your main rivals? Who are the teams that you're going to want to have to, going to want to beat? Oh, I, I really don't know. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing Chalmarsh because I don't think I've played against them before. Um, so I, you know, that could be interesting. Um, I think Bridge North could be strong this year because they've had a few signings in their first team, so they they could be quite strong. Um, Frankton coming down, they could be strong as well. That could be a good game. Um, I think Newtown could also be quite strong, but I think that would be a good game for us as well. So, you know, even the even the strong sides, I'm I'm looking to to have a good game against and, you know, I back us to to get a positive result against them. So looking forward to it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gonna be a bit weird, uh, Captain Innie Dad? Yeah. It, it was last year, <laughs> really weird. <laughs> you know, it's going to be weird capturing some of the lads that, you know, have known me since I was a baby. Like, that's going to be really weird. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, we'll I'm see. lucky none of my family play cricket, so I've never had that uh, awkwardness, but uh, no worries. Anyway, Lara Jones, first ever Albury female, first 11 captain. I'm first in the Shropshire County Cricket League. Thank you very much and go well for <laughs> the rest of the much. season. Thank All you. the best. Thank you. So some really interesting uh, things there from Lara. So like, what what are your thoughts? Lara, Jones, fantastic, isn't it? Uh, absolutely brilliant. It was a real step forward there and I wish her the very best of luck. If I didn't play for Albany, I still wish her the very best of luck. So I hope she has a great season. I hope she gets the support she deserves. Yes. And a uh, real groundbreaking move from Albury there to to get a woman to captain and what, why shouldn't they so good luck to her and she, she is also can I say an incredible captain from my experience as well yeah she's she, very good she's, cricket brain she's she's definitely she's uh, the, the way I'd explain it is like uh, you play under some captains and you kind of a lot of the time we've all played cricket and you, 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 you find yourself going oh I do this and I do that and you'd be thinking to yourself or you'd be kind of like going oh if I was captain I'd be doing that she's she's done it before I'll be doing be... that a lot this year in the seconds probably. oh yeah mate a lot of people be going what the fuck are you doing you shit captain but hey I've kind of I've kind of prepped myself for that whereas with Lara on the other hand she's already th- she's already like three or four steps ahead of you she's already done it before you've even thought that it's a thing and she is literally the uh epitome of a a club person she yeah, does yeah. she and is fantastic well. and it's yeah. i uh, you know it's it's a fantastic moment for women's cricket in shropshire and also for alberbury cricket club and you know i can, we can only get behind it it is a great appointment in my opinion andy yeah i think it's a big uh, step forward in cricket i think um from what i've heard from alberbury cricket club and a lot of players that played under Lara, especially in the game she um, played this year as, as captain, which was a historic move anyway, playing the one game as captain. I think she did a fantastic job from what I've heard. Um, I can't see... I, I can see this being a start to to many 
women becoming captain of cricket clubs because if you're good enough, you're good enough. And yeah. I, that's my opinion. You know, as long as she's doing it on the pitch and off the pitch, it's fantastic for cricket. It really is. And I do think, um, as as long as I, as far as I know, no other Shropshire club has had a female captain. Is that right? I don't think so. Um, I just, I just think it's mind blowing. I think it's brilliant. I think it's the way forward. Cricket needs to develop and push on, and I just think it's a great thing for cricket. I really do. And I think, and it's not due to, like life, as as pushed on. Women are becoming a massive part of our game. Rightly but I, so. I just rightly so, hundred percent agree. But this 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 happened anyway. I don't think it would have happened. In nothing that's happened outside of cricket would have changed this. I just think Lara has progressed and done so well. She just deserves the accolade to become captain of the first team. Yeah. Top top news. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it can only be and it can only be positive on every hundred percent. And it's even better probably because it commits Mark even more to. <laughs> <laughs> dad. Mark, you're gonna have to put your finger out, mate. <laughs> I know you're a good player, Mark, but you're gonna have to up your game. And Yazi. Imagine, Yazi, imagine, stay. imagine Mark getting dropped down the order by Laura. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be great. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I look forward to working with her this season. Yeah. As we the, massively uh, promote women's team. cricket on yeah. here, yeah, I really think. Definitely. I think the indoor. Um, I know it's the, the softball cricket has been an absolute goal um, for It's been for fantastic. It's One been of the brilliant. women who I worked with yeah. played for Beacon this year and she's, and she's I really, absolutely loved it. I really think it's pushing women's cricket on. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised now. It's getting people involved. It's getting people involved. I wouldn't be surprised we see a lot more women playing cricket and they, they should be playing cricket. Why not? It's a fucking great sport. We all love it. We play it for fun. We absolutely love it. Why shouldn't they? Anyway, let's move ourselves on. Okay, so the next section, we asked you, the listeners, to ask our panel some questions. And here is what you came up with. So, first up, from Rich Cooper. He said, what is the impact of the Shropshire County Cricket League's decision to no longer award points for scorers going to have on people wanting to learn to score and how do we sustain league cricket if there is a shortage of scorers in the future? Also, what's your favourite dinosaur? Uh, T-Rex. Diplodocus. <laughs> um, uh, me, I'm my favourite dinosaur. <laughs> on, on that, di- he, on he, that... Uh, Joss was preceded the yeah. dinosaurs actually. On, on that, on that um, discussion of scorers, it, it's such a bloody hard job. I know, looking, Joss, looking. Joss I know, makes yeah, it look easy. I know, it? looking across at Joss, he's like the perfect man to speak about here. But I've got to say, we're cricketers. We give up a full Saturday to play cricket. You've got to remember, them scorers in the score box gave up a whole day to sit there and score a game. It is such a hard job. But it's a labour. I mean, I love scoring. I prefer yeah. playing, but I also love scoring as well. Yeah. Um, just to be involved obviously I'm not getting any younger eventually I'm not going to be able to mm. play so if I can still score that would be great but how easy is it to find a bloke like you in cricket it's very difficult you are you're so lucky because you want to play cricket still so it's a big thing but one thing I would just say is the, he likes the smell just, of pens just how difficult is it <laughs> to, to find a scorer so what, what leagues he 
um, talking about what? I, t- I just where, think across the league in general, isn't it? So in the prem, do you get deducted a point for not having a score? No, I think you. I think you do, don't you? This shows how much research has gone into this podcast. Yeah. I don't think that there's any points. There used to be scores no, no. across they, the board. There used to be. There used to be. There used to be. I don't think you get any any benefits points wise from having a score. I mean, I, I've always thought it was a bit of a tricky subject. I mean, because you know, Cund went down because they didn't have a scorer. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, that's a fact that is yeah. that, that is true you're absolutely right I mean, there they ended up staying back yeah up, they stayed back up yeah. but it's not the point yeah. but it, it's really difficult because I look at scoring in cricket when you're a, in in a team of 11 and one of you has to score it's a burden it's not very nice mm. Mm. Uh, but not every club's lucky enough to have somebody dedicated that can do it because there's some amazing scorers out there in the mm. county and there's so many clubs that are have dedicated personnel that do it but mm. not every club has that mm. you just can't find them because they are we're quite it's like it's like Albury. bloody we've hidden treasure it's, we've it's, got a surplus of officials we've got yeah. multiple umpires multiple scorers you're very lucky you're not you're you are genuinely a, a, a small like a, a, as a club of a small minority of Teams that have yeah. scorers that are dedicated to do it. We're an elite uh, and club. you think you think you get a point for an umpire and a point for a scorer. Yeah, that's effectively two wins over the season. It is. It is. I in, think in official points. I do agree. When rules come in, the rules are there on paper. You have to stick to the rules. Simple. That's uh, the way I've always been. When I was captain of Kund, you had to make sure you had a scorer. Yeah, uh, and an umpire, and that is it. In definitely the assists the game because I mean, how many times have you been up to a game of cricket and someone has to score and they don't know how to score and you lose the score? I I've definitely umpired in games where it's horrible. I'm having to it's, go. It's to, I'm having to job. go to the score. You're ten runs behind here because they've just given it to someone who doesn't know how to score, and you're just and luckily I've you've, I've got my counter on me, so I know what's going on and. You, you kind of get embarrassed as an umpire sometimes mm. having to go to the scorer so many times because it's just some lad who's probably the youngest lad yeah. or, the, or whoever has pulled the shortest straw being given the book and you're having to go up to him and go, mate, by the way, um, you know, you missed off the four wides there. And, and you know heaven I mean? forbid you might be batting at Wellington and the scorer might put your runs onto the wrong batsman. Yeah. And then you throw a fit and throw your wicket away. Oh, wasn't that... <laughs> Yeah, Matt Hartshaw. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He doesn't like scorers, Matt Hartshaw. Talking of Matt Hartshaw, and his question is, who umpires the games in Division 2? Um, well, you should fucking know. You've gone back there. You'll find, <laughs> you'll find out and you'll have a great time. I'll tell you what, Matt. Look after them scorers, mate, because you could be fucked. <laughs> you could be fucked. He's going to have a fun the season. Thing, going back to the scorer thing again, it's quite interesting because it's a valid question. Was it Richard? Richard, who asked it? Anyway, um, generally... Rich, you've put a penny in Joss and we'll never stop him talking, but carry on, Joss. No, it, it will be. You won't have anyone that cares about scoring anymore. No. If there's no benefit from having someone that knows what they're doing, it will just be the, the yeah. batting team do it. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we've got this completely wrong and I look forward to someone from the league correcting us very soon as we put I do, this out on Twitter. I sometimes, saying, I so. sometimes believe that but again, we put but, but, in lots of research into the Cal Corner yeah. podcast. But I do, I do believe sometimes with the the point structure that not having a scorer for some clubs is harder than others, and yeah, it is absolutely. so difficult. And yeah. I've always been an advocate of like certain clubs are bigger than others. They will get a scorer. They will get an umpire. That we but you can't. can't put a rule in saying if you're a big club, 
Yeah. No, you can't. Like no, did no. Whatever, understand know. that, but I do think there has to be some sort of. So what we're level saying ground, is, it's in, the off, in this off season, as we're going up, as your partner, male, female, whoever they may be, are there complaining that they don't spend enough time with you? Oh, my partner doesn't like fucking over cricket, the so cricket season. <laughs> why not offer to send them on a scoring course? Let us know how it goes. Let us know what reaction you get, and um, we'll post the best ones. If you're good male luck. Or if you're Andy Harrison's girlfriend, you tell him to fuck off. Let us know how your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, or wife reacts to or child, the uh, to suggestion. Child anyway, moving on. Liam Walker says, how many mentions is Andrew Swarbrick going to get in this podcast? Only fucking one tonight, so far. Only um, one. I only one. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think we've got about six. Liam, no, no, you're no. just giving him another one. Only, only Joss tonight. Only there Joss. There Joss sucked him up once. <laughs> um... Joe Arnold says, do you think overseas players should be allowed to represent their second team in the Shropshire County Cricket League 100? I think he's talking about Warfield second 11 versus Quatlam and playing there overseas. Do you think that he should be available for that game? It's, it's a real do you tough think, one. Do you think That's there's a, a bloody rule? good question. Do you think now? there's a rule for who can play? Do you have to have played a certain amount of games? I, I mean, you, you should do. Personally, I think you need to be realistic and you need to play the second team and, and give them games it, really. it's not healthy for a it's club, not healthy think, no because you, you're going to annoy a second team aren't you if you, if you first nailed team. it there Joss yeah. you, I think you need to go with the team you've got playing seconds really yeah. no put it this way Hurley I'm pretty sure an overseas cricketer playing the standard of Birmingham League will not want to play in that game and here's one for you Andy from Matt Pritchard okay. or M Pritchard 92 he says is a Wookiee a bear <laughs> he's a fucking bear my mate's called me the bear mate it's a fucking bear 100% mate you see my chest and uh, Luke Miles says prediction for best all-rounder non-overseas in brackets Oof. Andrew Swarbrick <laughs> Seven. Ding. Swarbrick. Get the Swarbrick counter out. That's what we should have. We should have like a Swarbrick, <laughs> Swarbrick counter. counter. <laughs> Swarbrick counter and a... Uh, who's the Josh, other one Josh that we Elliott talk counter. about all the time? Uh, Whittington. Whittington. Connor Glendenning. And Whittington. Nathan Whittingham. Whittingham. Uh, That's it, sorry. Let's, let's get them on. Um, Alex Biddle asks uh, two questions. He says, first of all, lads, he goes, who's going down in the Prem? And he said, second of all... Just a request on this podcast, please can people st- <laughs> people stick their necks on the line and not sit on the fence like the Birmingham League podcast. Who sits on the fence in this? We don't sit on the fence. We see what we We see what we fucking want. And Alex, <laughs> Alex, apart from Division Two, Division Division <laughs> One is a tougher league this year to predict than last year. I I gotta be honest. No disrespect, Joss. I had Beacon, Alberbury, Pontsbury, bottom three. It was it was done before the season started. This year, there's some bloody good clubs up there. It's going to be a real tough one. I couldn't. I really would struggle to put someone there. We completely ignored Luke Mars's question, by the way, about the best all-rounder. But but Alberbury is still there, so <laughs> they're going down fucking bottom. Okay, best all-rounder, non-overseas. No, I think we went. Oh Swarby, no, you're Division we? One. Sorry, we not Prem. Swarbrick, didn't we? So yeah. Steve Carey asks. 
RTs back on the menu. They he also are. he did say eight instead of R. I don't know whether that was like a funny pun that he put in there or whether it was an actual typo. Well, let's be honest, but, um, right? I've changed it to R. Let's be honest. When the country say that you actually don't have to self-isolate when you have COVID, T's are on. That's my yeah, opinion. It's up to each individual club, isn't it? I think I think it should be. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think we should choose that Frankston uh, Albury. It's a fucking disgrace. Montgomery. Montgomery. It, it, <laughs> look, look, look at it. At the end of the day, if, if, you're, if, you if can, you're buying from Colin Deli, f- off. Yeah. Let's have some properties. If you honestly, exactly. Yeah, but Hurley, <laughs> if if you're if you if you have COVID tomorrow, you can still go out the next day. And walk around Shrewsbury, do what you bloody want. In theory, we can have teas. Simple. It looks oh. like you do, to be fair, as well. I went to I went Same to Wem the other night. We had a, a, a race night. Everyone was in the pavilion enjoying the night. It was fantastic. Why can't we have teas? Final two questions from uh, Luke Miles and Matt Hartshorn. Uh, Luke oh. Miles asks, "Will Quad CC finish second again?" And no. please. Make a prediction for the top ten run scorers and wicket takers. Oh, God, that's a uh, lot to do. That's a lot. That's that a lot, one, mate. You're to asking honest, too Luke, much. But that's, that's one, a whole nother podcast. One thing I will say: I'm going to put my neck out there, and I'm going to say that the bridesmaids are going to become the brides. Hey. I have a feeling. Hey. I have a feeling. Hey, I like what he did there. I, I like have a feeling there. this year. Smart. Um, and uh, Matt Hartshorn asks: How many wickets will Tom Duddleston get in Division Two? A fucking hatful, mate. Have you seen it? He, he bowls above the sight screen. It is a thing of beauty. It is flighting guile at its best. He is going to get a ton of wickets. I reckon 18. I, I'm gonna, I think more than the runs you'll get, Matt. I, I'm <laughs> going to... i tell you what, I'm going to drop someone in here. But Tom Duddleston played in a game against Sentinel. It was a T20. And it was a semi-final. And he got... Stevie Gray stumped, and Stevie was devastated. But it just shows that I tell you, it doesn't matter how who is, you are, mate. Pod Pod will get. Pod. He, he will yeah, get serious He is. He, yeah. he, he's an icon. To be honest, whatever anyone says, he's an icon of Shropshire cricket. He's an icon. So, but I've never seen a bloke. I've never seen a bloke bowl a ball. I've never seen a bloke bowl a ball and text fifty people to sign for Ponsbury at the same time. <laughs> He's, you know, he, no, he's Please. a fantastic, he's a fantastic bloke. And also, like, he, he's one of those, bo- he, he, he's hard to face. Um, the final question. Here we go. Nathan Hakeman says, do you think it's fair that a second team can't play in the 100 ball knockout if their second team is in the Shropshire League? But if their first team is in the Birmingham League, they can. I'm pretty, so what I'm gathering, what he's saying is, if their first team's in the Shropshire League, yeah, the second team can't play. But if their first team is in the Birmingham League, their second team can. Now, I would say here that it's harder to get. I, I, if Alberbury second eleven, we we struggle to get a first eleven out on a. Yeah, Thursday but it's night. not. It's nothing to do with that. It's it's so, so, it, so Worthfield seconds can play in it. Mm, yeah, but quad seconds can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it it's it's one of them where it's hard to get two teams out on a Thursday night. It 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 is, but it's one of them where. You can easily look at a fixture and go, right, they've got an easier fixture. Let's put the first team in that, that team. It's it's easy to just fix it, isn't it's, it? It's, it's basically it's one team per club, isn't it? Exactly. So, no, it is. Yeah. It is. So you're, he, he's saying that if his team were in the Birmingham League, 
the second is team would play in it. Is it even Quat? Quat, Yeah, so the second team, if, if Quat's first team were in the Birmingham League, second team, they'd play. But if their first team's in the Shropshire League, their second team aren't in it. Mm. Is that right? So, so maybe he plays Quat second. I don't, I don't know the guy. Yeah. Maybe he plays Quat second, so he won't yeah. be able to play in this competition. Yeah, I think he's like this. This, this. At the end of the day, there's a reason why the Shropshire League do what they do. Yeah. They know what they're on about. And I think it's fair enough. It, I, think, I think it's fair enough yeah, as well. It's, it's one team per yeah. club effect. And it's not criticising him. It's, no, a, no, it's, no. A, it's a great question. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned is sometimes you can, if you've got an easy fixture or something, you can fix it by putting your first team in the seconds. And that is what they're getting rid of. They're going, right, There's you've got mm. a team in it and that's it. And it's fair enough. Absolutely yeah. fair enough. And it's yeah. the way the league have done it for probably years as well. You can go back a long time. The yeah. league have always structured it the same way. Yeah, he's, it's a he's, great question. You know, he's, he's, he's one of the main players yeah. for Quat second 11. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't know, get me wrong. There is players. That, 50 last year. Yeah. He did well, there's, out, there's so, players that play. We do our research. Yeah, we, we do, do our research. Our research on this there's podcast. players that play third team, second team and third team cricket. They want to play in these competitions. Yeah. But unfortunately, the rules just don't let them play in it and it's a shame and it is a shame mm. but the rules are the rules anyway and that concludes our listener questions and we move ourselves on to our final segment thank you once again for listening to another episode of the cow corner podcast as always you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter you can listen to the podcast on apple podcast spotify and soundcloud so Thank you very much to Lara who came on and spoke to us. And also, thank you very much, Jossa. Thank you, Hurley. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Been a pleasure. Good luck to all the Shropshire League players this season. Have a great season. Yes. Good luck, everyone. Go well. And thank you very much. This has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.